Hey, what's up, guys? Cole Wright alongside my guys, Ryan Shazier, and our special guest, Kalen Jones. And we're reacting to the championship round. We're also going to take a peek at Super Bowl Sunday. And we'll start the discussion on the upcoming quarterback carousel of 2021. All that and more coming up next right here on this Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL Show. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game, no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Because you are a fighter, and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodello.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Well, you can set your clocks by us. The time has arrived once again. It is time for this Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL Show. I'm Cole Wright, running point guard right here along with my partners in crime, it's former Pittsburgh Steeler, Ryan Shazier, and staff writer at The Ringer, it's Kalen Jones. And guys, you can always listen on Spotify and check out all the other Ringer NFL show podcasts, and you can do so five times a week. And coming up next on the Ringer NFL show feed, we're going to have Warren Sharp and Chris Vernon. They're going to give their reviews of championship weekend, and that's coming your way on Wednesday. But in the meantime, fellas, I mean, they say it's the best day in all of football, Championship Sunday. And I tell you what, well, both of those games, they delighted from start to finish, Ryan. It just really depends on who you're a fan of. Who, who am I a fan of? No, it just depends on, I said both, all games were good from start to finish. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, not good from start to finish. And if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, I bet you're wishing you could have 60 minutes back. Yeah, you can have 60 minutes back, you're still going to lose that damn game. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but... uh the Chiefs, the Chiefs are who we thought they were. They're 14, 15 and one, 14 and one. Like they 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 lost to a division foe and they had a bad game in that game. I don't really see the Bucs beating them. And, and it was a great, it was, it was great football in the AFC Championship. It just the Bills weren't weren't good enough. You know, they have too much firepower over there. And I, I really feel like Patrick Mahomes right now with his core group he has around him is, is unstoppable. He has too much speed, too much talent around him. You know, when somebody – the thing is that, that what I love about Andy Reid is he's seen a guy on his team that is, that is a playmaker for his team. He had his head down, and he was like, hey, we're paying you back in here, and we're going to let you make some plays. Right back, he give the man the ball, go for like 50, come out here and score a touchdown, you know, then give him the ball again, he just build his confidence up. A lot of teams, they don't have the, uh, the, the, the ability to do that. You know, a lot of teams are like, hey – you fuck up, hey, we're not getting you the ball no more. We need to get the ball to Stephon Diggs. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like they, they start giving the ball to Hartman a bunch of times before Tyreek Hill even touched the ball. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I, I feel like they have just too much talent, too much, too much chemistry, just too much over there for Patrick Mahomes to work with. And then with the Bucs game, I'm not gonna lie. When the Bucs were up uh 28 to 10, I think it was. Man, I had called my friend. I'm like, man, hit your bookie up, paid a thousand on the Packers because they about to come back money line. I was supposed to yeah. win. I was about to win five thousand dollars, right? <laughs> then he said the guy then never responded. So I was like, he must have knew something because I'm happy as hell I ain't made that goddamn bet. <laughs> 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 uh, it, it, it looked like for a second though that Green Bay. It looks like they had some some last minute life and they were making that final push, but. Kalen, you know, when it, when it all boiled down, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Rex Grossman, they, they both had the same amount of NFC championships to their credit, man. Dang, that that's brutal. You're drawing Aaron Rodgers in the same bucket as Rex Grossman. I mean, Come you're not now. wrong. You're not wrong. And it, it sucks for, <laughs> you know, as far as like Aaron Rodgers' legacy, that stinks. Drew, Drew Brees too, though. So let, we, we can put Drew that's, Brees in that same boat. They're all paddling the same direction. <laughs> that's true, man. Like, it, it's weird Rex. because... You know, like like Ryan was saying, like it felt like that comeback was going to happen when they got the 28-17. I thought they had a shot. And then, you know, when they pulled within what could have been three points had, you know, Equimania St. Brown, you know, caught the two-point conversion, I really thought the Packers had a legitimate shot. And then I, I think it really, you know, 
it came down to, you know, the, the Bucks just having more talent, you know, at the end of the day. I think defensively, what they were able to do in terms of, you know, shutting down, you know, Green Bay's receivers, you know, everyone has been yelling, you know, to the sky about how the Packers don't have enough talent around Aaron Rodgers. You know, they were able to shut down Devontae Adams. Really, I mean, he had a solid game, but it's like what Tampa Bay's defense was able to do in terms of generating pressure and getting after Rodgers, it just, it made all the difference in that game. And, you know, unfortunately for Green Bay, you know, they get to this point yet again, what, for the fifth time in the past 10 years, and for the fourth time, they've come up short. Yeah, and, and Ryan, you know, I, I, I even though, I, you know, I, I was on FanDuel over the weekend, I, I said, this, this, this hurts me to do this, but I'm going to pick the Green Bay Packers over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I should slap my own face for picking against Tom Brady. Like I said, even as the words came out of my mouth, I knew that that could have been problematic from the very jump. But I mean, you look what Tampa Bay was able to do, and you know, we, we know Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. There, that, that discussion is has left the station a long time ago. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to win. They did it with defense. Not not only was Devin White out there, the business end of a hammer. You know, one guy that we talked about last week that was going to be a big difference maker. It's Indomitian Sue. I mean, every time that you needed him to make a play, guess what? He was right there. He was that stopper. Yeah, no, their their team is is talented. And I was telling Michelle this. Uh, and that's my wife. I was telling her this when we were watching the game. And I was like, man, it's just the, the Bucs, they just have so much talent on that team. They're just talent. It's talent everywhere on that team. And she was like, how how are the how are the Packers even favorite if, you know, the Bucs have more talent than them? I'm just as Aaron Rodgers and the way their offense was pumping this year. But I just felt like the, the Bucs right now, they're averaging, but they said like 35 points in this seven-game win, win streak right now. Come on. When, when you when you're pumping out points like that, when you're really scoring at will, man, it's it's hard to stop. And then when you give it Tom Brady the ball last, come on, man, you got to trust your quarterback. You got to trust your yeah. quarterback. Fourth and goal. Um, I, I really thought he could have ran on that third and goal. I know it was kind of questionable, but I, I feel like I feel like Aaron could have ran. You know, if that was, you know, Mahomes, he would have ran. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he's not as fast as Mahomes, but I feel like in that situation, sometimes you got to. You got to figure it out, man. And um, I, you know, Aaron Rodgers is he one? He's one of the goats, man. But they, to the beat a goat, you gotta you gotta beat the goat, you know. And and I, I just mm. felt like he, I feel like the coach didn't give him the opportunity to do that. But he also his teammates didn't either, man. They were just dropping passes, and man, it's, it's it's too. This game is too close for you to be messing messing up opportunities, especially in this big of a moment. Yeah, and it's funny you say that. To, to be the GOAT, you have to beat the GOAT, and that's exactly what this Super Bowl is going to see. It's going to see the, the 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 young GOAT in Patrick Mahomes up against uh, the, the main GOAT in the yard. Of course, that, that's Tom Brady. But when, when when you look at what these guys both bring to the table, Patrick Mahomes, it seems like you know he, he can make a play at any point on the field. You know, the arm slots he can throw from, it, it's unbelievable. And then there's Tom Brady. And, you know, Kalen, it just seems as if, you know, Tom Brady gets every single bounce. You know, and not not he threw three interceptions, which, you know, m- most quarterbacks, you throw three picks in a, in a championship game, you're going to lose. But Tom Brady, not only does he throw those picks at the right time, but it seems like every time he they need a big play from him, whether he has to jam it in a tight window into double, triple coverage, whether that, that pass needs to be low and threaded, t- Tom Brady's just already always ready to make it happen. And it's funny because when I used to play golf with Terrell Davis, a, a, another Super Bowl champion, I'd always call him lucky and say, TD, man, you're so lucky. And he would say, you know, it's it's funny because the more I practice, the luckier I get. And Tom Brady, w- whether or not he's looking lucky, he's got a lot of practice when it comes to, to winning these games 14 times and now his 10th Super Bowl. Yeah, no, luck definitely plays a part of it. I mean, if you want to be, you know, go trace it all the way back to the start of Brady's career, you go back to that AFC Divisional Round game against the Raiders, the tuck rule game. I mean, how lucky is that? Then they changed the rule right after that. I mean, it's, it's been so fortuitous when you talk when you look at what Tom Brady's career has been and the types of bounces that he's gotten. But you know, I, I think the saying goes that you know you have to create your own luck at times and put yourself in position to be that lucky and then capitalize on top of that. And I think that's what Brady has done a lot of his career and taking advantage where in you know where where other players and where other teams 
have failed to, you know, a part, a part of it, you know, is, you know, kind of the belief that he instills in players. He's not the most talented quarterback back in 2017. I believe he told ESPN Dean Connor that, you know, he, he really understands that he's not even more talented than Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers had played in his system with, you know, the new England Patriots over the course of his career, he'd have, you know, broken all the records that Tom Brady did. But Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at what kind of like mystique that he kind of carries, you know, the presence that he has in terms of, you know, helping give this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that belief that they can accomplish anything. You know, Devin White was quoted by Peter King as saying, you know, with Tom Brady, all things are possible. Uh, Mm -hmm. Cole and Ryan, I don't know if y'all are religious, but, you know, typically that is a quote that says, with God, all things are possible. (laughs) So, I mean, that's the type of magnitude, that's the type of belief that he has instilled. Bruce Arians even said it after, you know, the NFC Championship game, you know, speaking to what kind of presence Tom Brady has for that franchise. So, I mean, lucky, greatness, whatever you want to attribute it to, Tom Brady always finds a way to get it done. And like you, Cole, I wish I'd stuck to my guns. You know, in the preseason, I picked the, the Buccaneers to make the Super Bowl. I didn't when, you know, we had our predictions last week. And I'm feeling really regretful for it because I'm not surprised. You know, I, I, I yeah, Ryan, as you remember, I think uh, week, week one, somebody on this show said Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. I don't know who it was. I don't, I don't know who it was, but somebody somebody said that. And now, when you guys used to prepare for Tom Brady and you hear Tom Brady say, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's more talented. Is that just Tom Brady being modest that he walks away from that interview and gets in the passenger seat as Giselle drives away and says, I, I just told that guy that I think that Aaron Rodgers is better than me. And they just laugh and have an ice cream about it because we know we've seen Tom sitting in the passenger seat with a cone of ice cream a time or two. You know, First of all, I know we're talking about football, but Kaylin, you have to tell me what fortuitous means. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it just I, means lucky. It means super oh, okay. lucky. I'm sorry. I never used that word in school, so I just kind of <laughs> threw me off straight. with that one. You kind of threw me <laughs> off with that one. Nah, but nah. I, the thing is, Tom is telling the truth. It's a lot of dudes in the NFL that are more talented. Like, think about it. All the all the receivers in the NFL right now that are balling. Martavius Bryant is probably one of the most talented dudes to come through the NFL in a while. But when it comes to just production, he didn't have it. But the thing is, Tom Brady, he understands it's not about just talent. It's about production and what you can put on the field and your mindset and how you you think and how you make other people think how you can play. And I feel that that's why so many people have belief in him and he's proven that it doesn't matter how talented I am and I don't have to have the biggest arm. All I got to do is always put it in the plate put it in the right place at the right time. And that's going to win us a game. All I got to do is get us in the right play at the right time. I don't have to I don't have to have the I don't have to have a be the perfect football player. I don't I don't need to be uh God. I just need to let guys know that I'm going to make sure that we're in the right play at the right time to give us the best chance of success. And I think that's what Tom Brady is doing. So he might laugh and him and Gazelle, they you know they understand it. That, hey, I'm the best of all time, but I'm not the best of all time because I'm the most talented. I'm the best of all time because I'm the most prepared and I'm the most most focused and I'm the most understanding of the game of football. And I think that's why why he's the best. You know, Patrick Mahomes is the baby goat because he's the most talented and he can just, he just makes stuff happen. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, when Patrick Mahomes is 43, you can't just make stuff happen no more. You actually got to X's and O's, put the ball in the right place and actually Think about, obviously, Patrick Mahomes does it right now, but yeah. think about, hey, what's the best play for this team? Not, hey, let me just sling it because I can't. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. I mean, what do they say? Luck favors the well-prepared. And we, we, yeah. we've seen it across all sports, you know, whether it's a guy like Mike Trout in baseball or, you know, it's on 365 days ago, we, we lost one of the greats, Kobe Bryant. And they say yeah. when it came to preparation, nobody prepared like Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, of course, taking a page from Michael Jordan's book and Tom Brady, Kalen, as, as we know, nobody outworks him. Nobody prepares better than Tom Brady. And we've seen the results in all his success. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's incredible to think that, you know, 10 times Tom Brady has made the Super Bowl in 19 seasons as a full-time starter. That what did they absurd. say? The number I, I saw someone tweeted it out. Uh, Tom Brady's more likely to make a Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to hit a three. That is wild. Then Michael Jordan <laughs> to hit a jumper. Like that's yeah, crazy. exactly. Unbelievable. It's that's crazy. wild. I think it's like forty nine percent, and Steph is like forty seven or forty three percent. That's 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 crazy. That's yeah. that's absurd. absolutely insane. In football, like yeah. that is absurd, especially football. 
Yeah. And Ryan, you know, when it comes to that preparation, I mean, when when you were going up against a, a guy like Tom Brady, what was the preparation like? What what was the conversation like in the locker room? Because we just talked about it a second ago. We know that Tom Brady's probably going to get every single bounce. So, I mean, you can't let up for a second. You definitely can't let up for a second. But the thing is with Tom Brady is you know what he brings to the table. So you just have to always try to it's like you're you're playing a game against yourself because you're always thinking that he's thinking a step ahead. So now you have to try to think a step ahead also, but sometimes everybody on the field can't be thinking a step ahead because then that's when other guys mess up. And then the thing is with Tom Brady, he just banks on other people messing up. I remember we played this team in high school, and you guys probably heard of them before, and it's called St. Thomas Aquinas. Mm -hmm. And the thing is about St. Thomas, they always have the best players. They always do. That's Michael Irvin's high school, wasn't it? Yeah, that's Michael yeah. Evans High School. Mm -hmm. And LaMarcus Joyner went there and a bunch of other players. Yep. And the thing is, they always have the best players, but they don't beat you off of just strictly talent. They beat you off of they know you're going to make a mistake. And when you make a mistake, I'm taking advantage of it. And that's exactly what Tom Brady does. He's like, I'm just going to play football. I'm going to play football. You think I'm going to put us in the right play. And then once you screw up, I'm finding it, touchdown. Or I'm finding it, first down. Or I have a mismatch, and I'm just going to take advantage. You have a 5'9 guy guarding Gronk, or you have a 5'9 guy guarding Chris Godwin, I'm going to just throw it up. You know, it's like, I'm just going to, he's going. He always thinking about what's the best odds to win. You know, when you always, like, when you're playing, you're trying to think of that too, but somebody else is going to make a mistake. And when that person makes the mistake, that's when he capitalizes. Absolutely. And his capitalization, especially in Super Bowls, I mean, it's it's second to none. So, Kaylin, I'm, I have to ask you, is is this a no brainer? Is this a, a Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Is this a Super Bowl W for them? I, I, do they have this one or is this as we see Ryan over there doing that, 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 that Kansas City chop? Is, is this Patrick Mahomes? Is this going to be the game where we see the changing of the guard where Tom Brady passes the torch to Patrick Mahomes and says, all, all right, now, young blood, now it's your turn to make a run? <laughs> I, I'm picking the Chiefs until I, I see something different. Like, it's going to take a lot for me to really get off that pick because we saw earlier this year when those two teams met, it didn't matter that, uh, honestly, that, that different Tampa Bucks Bay team, though. Make a, different Bucks team. I, I know. I know it's a different Bucks team, but the same you know, guys guarding Tyreek Hill. Exactly. That's, true. that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I, I think Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy or Murphy Bunting, they're very talented defensive backs. But what Tyreek Hill is able to do, what Travis Kelsey is able to do in terms of, you know, stretching your defense, I, I just think it's too much stress for what Tampa Bay is able to do. Though, I'm curious to see what Shaq Barrett and JPP are able to do, you know, with Kansas City's offensive line being a little bit depleted. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game, no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice cold reward because you are a fighter and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, celebrate the 55th edition of the big game with exclusive 55 to 1 odds on FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you've never tried FanDuel before, new users can bet on either team to get 55 to 1 odds when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right. 
you can bet five bucks and win $275 if you pick the winner of the big game on February 7th. Well, I know it's not advisable, but I'm going against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, at least right now. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I've been betting football on FanDuel all season long. And the reason I like to use it, because it's just so easy when it comes to registration, deposits, finding your bets, they're second to none. So all you need to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code RINGERNFL to get started. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code RINGERNFL. You must be 21 and older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, and Virginia. New Year's only. Must wager on designated boost market. $10 deposit required. Max bonus $275. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, and the Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or you can visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. We're going to talk a little bit more about that Super Bowl matchup, of course. But, you know, be- before we get to that, that's going to be next week. Uh, we-, we we have to reflect on Aaron Rodgers. And l- like I said at the top of the show, Aaron Rodgers and Rex Grossman, they both have the same amount of NFC championships to their credit, Ryan. I mean, he, he sounded so so morose, so somber in his, in his post-game press conference. You know, he was talking in hushed tones. He had his stocking cap on and he... Had the bandana on as his mask, his makeshift mask looked like he was going to go rob a train somewhere, and he just looked like he was a little down in the mouth. And when when you know your record goes to that in NFC Championship games, it's completely understandable. But do you think this was a little bit of song and dance? We, we've we've seen your boy Ben Roethlisberger do it before after a tough loss. Like I don't know if I'm going to come back, and this could be it for me. And I mean, at the end of the day, when these guys are they're gamers, all they want to do is go out there and play football. And you know that Aaron Rodgers, he can't go out like this. Man, I think I think Aaron don't want to be there, man. I don't think Aaron want to. I think Aaron was like, man, I gave you everything I had. First of all, you guys didn't believe me in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Then I gave you everything I had, and with everything I had, I'm not the reason we lost. <laughs> so I think he's That's... just basically like, man, I, I'm I'm about to try to figure something else out, man. Like he's like, y'all put too much pressure on me. First of all, I'm in Green Bay. Nobody wants to come here. It's hard to get a good free agent. Then it's like. I have I have Devontae Adams. He's a dog, but like I'm going I'm going to like like my I'm going against full decks. Like my hand like like I, like my hand is compared to everybody else. I have a I have a shitty hand compared to everybody else. Like look at Patrick Mahomes. All right, he has Tyreek Hill. If if Tyreek Hill is not feeling well, he has Travis Kelsey. If Travis Kelsey's not feeling well, then he has Sammy Watkins, who's not playing. Yeah. But then if he doesn't if he's not Nicole feeling Hartman. well. Then he has McCall Harvey. And then, then they have four running backs. Yeah. And the one who almost won MVP at the, the Super Bowl last year is not even playing. Yep. You, you know what I'm saying? So then now you go to Tampa. You have who used to be the greatest receiver of all time in this era on your team. He's not playing right now. Mm-hmm. Then you have Mike Evans. He has a thousand yards every single year, but this year. Then you have Chris Godwin. He's a number one somewhere else. And then you have you Gronk, Cam then you Bright. have Bray, and then you have their best tight end is not even playing. Yeah, OJ Howard. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you have four running backs too. And one of them was the best running back like eight years ago, and he doesn't even touch the field. <laughs> you know, so yeah. all I'm saying is like I feel like he looking at everybody else's team and then seeing it's not even like what I'm working with is not even fair compared to what what these guys have, and I and I I want if I want want to win a Super Bowl, I need something like that, and so I, I don't think he wants to be there. Kalen, do you think that's that's the same thing that that is going through Aaron Rodgers' head right now? Do you think that that's where he's at? Like, man, I see all these other guys who are less talented than me, and they're they're able to do more than I'm able to do just because of what's around them, and and that that's tough. It's it's. It's like knowing that you're you're the smartest kid in the class, but you've only been given one book, and all these other kids have access to the the internet and, and Google and and an endless library. And Aaron Rodgers right now, he's just sitting here. I've got one book. That's all I can do with that. Yeah, no, that that's a good comparison. And I mean, yeah, he's got to be frustrated, right? It, you know, especially because the last draft. It's so funny because the Packers and it, you know, rest in peace with Ted Thompson. You know, like sure. they're they've 
done so well, you know, throughout Thompson's tenure and over the past few years of drafting talent that's immediately able to contribute. And this past draft class was a complete dud. Even if you like took away, you know, Jordan Love, I mean, we'll we'll see whatever he ends up being. But the rest of that draft class was completely empty. They didn't really do enough in free agency to really help. I mean, I'd be frustrated too. Like like Ryan was just mentioning, Tampa Bay is loaded. Kansas City's loaded. Even Buffalo, Josh Allen is loaded. They got Stephon Diggs, Cole yeah. Beasley, Gabriel Davis. You know, th- there's literally five receivers there and they added Kenny Stills in the middle of the year. You know, Green Bay should have probably gone after Will Fuller. And I, I don't think that's like the, the greatest fix that they could have had. They were depleted again on their offensive line. They just weren't a good enough team. Yeah. And, you know, with that said, you know, th- there could be some pieces of that Green Bay puzzle that are on the move that they, they go elsewhere. I, I know Green Bay fans don't want to hear this, but but Aaron Rodgers, you know, his fate right now, you know, it, it, it could be on the chopping block. Like he said, he doesn't know. But I, I know the brass in Green Bay, like Kaylin, you and I and Ryan spoke about earlier. They said they, they'd be they'd be dumb not to bring Aaron Rodgers back. You know, when you look at some of the guys that, that could be somewhere else next season, I mean, it, Deshaun Watson, obviously, he, he's the one guy that's right now that is the center of attention down there in Houston. But then there's Matthew Stafford. I mean, it, for Matt Stafford to say, you know, Detroit and I, mm, and this, I, I don't know about this. I, I think that a, a, somewhere else would be a better fit. I mean, it's crazy to know that the, the NFC North could look a whole lot different next season. I mean, and who, who knows what's going to go on in Minnesota because it could be a carousel from front to back, Caleb. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, the, the NFC North could look different at quarterback. I mean, obviously, with, with Stafford being gone, that's mm-hmm. going to be definitely strange. Um, but, I mean, really, when you look at the landscape over the course of the NFL, I mean, it's certainly going to be interesting going into the offseason because, there, I mean, realistically there's about like at least seven or eight quarterbacks if not more who are going to be on the move and i think it's going to completely change the landscape of the nfl moving forward at least competitive landscape and you know the nfl doesn't get too many opportunities to compete with the nba in terms of free agency and trade market and stuff like that because it's just i I think there's less player mobility um and, and less players in control of like what they're able to do as far as movement but this offseason is going to, you know, determine a lot moving forward for teams. Because like you mentioned, like the NFC North is going to see turnover. Uh, I mean, the AFC East, when you look at, you know, Cam Newton, like whether or not he's going to return to New England, which he's probably not. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick and two attack of Viola, what Miami's doing over there with their quarterback situation. There's there's just so many different quarterback situations that are uncertain heading into the offseason. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, Ryan, Cam Newton, I he, it wasn't a success this year in New England. Could he could he regain that form somewhere else? Maybe with a different system. I mean, maybe where he's more the centerpiece. I mean, I, I I'm sitting here looking for answers. I saw someone the other day just tweeted out, you know, when 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 the the Carolina Panthers were in the NFC Championship game and that team and that Cam Newton, the, he was so good with that squad around him. But you know, Father Time, he's undefeated as we know. Uh, me personally, I love to see. Black man succeed, but I, I think I think it might be time for Cam to, to, to chalk it up. He's out of there, huh? Oh, well. No, I, he's going to go to another team, but I, yeah. I just don't see him as a starter anywhere. Me, me personally, I don't I don't feel like Cam Newton is better than half the quarterbacks we have on the list. I I can't I don't think Cam Newton is better than Jameis mm. personally. Wow. Okay, well, well, both of those guys are free agents coming up. Uh, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Mitch Trubisky, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Dak oh. Prescott, who, who more than likely will see a franchise tag coming from those Dallas Cowboys, and he'll be compensated very handsomely. But when you look at some of those other guys, you know, you think Cam maybe should hang it up. But Jameis Winston, we saw him come in, you know, was a little bit of a gadget play for the Saints, but he went out there and he, you know he threw a strike and did what he needed to do. Do, do you see him p- potentially leaving New Orleans? Going somewhere else and maybe getting a few W's under his belt, right? I can see him going somewhere else, but I, this is how I think it's going to happen for Jameis. I feel like Jameis will go to a team that needs a quarterback. That's not good. That's not good. But they don't have a good draft pick. It's kind of hard to tell, but I think Jameis is going to go somewhere. They're kind of like uh, up in the air. They're not a good of a team, but like he'll get an opportunity. But I, I still don't see him as a starter. Like, I feel like all the guys that are free agents right now, I don't really see them as starters. Mr. Bisky is the one that's up in the air, but the rest of them are like, uh, I don't really see them as starters. 
If Mr. Trubisky, say, for whatever reason, were to go somewhere else, Kalen, would he be good enough to start on another team? Because, I mean, we saw him, you know, week three, bench for Nick Foles, and, and, you know, eventually he got his job back. But he didn't get his job back by him being super impressive. He got his job back because Nick Foles is really not that great at playing quarterback in the National Football League, at least this year. As a starter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, Mitch Trubisky, he's not a starting caliber NFL quarterback, unfortunately for him. Um, I don't know if there's really a spot. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Really, it's just Chicago. That's the only opening that I could see where I'm like, okay, well, you could probably slide in and compete I mean, with Nick that's, Foles. That's what, that's, all, that's what you that have to say work. to me, Kalen. That's what yeah, you have. The only place, Chicago. Yeah. I'm sitting here right now in Chicago. <laughs> it's dumping down snow on me, and, and that's that's how you have to pile on. No, y'all y'all might get, hey, no, that's where y'all can get Jameis. Y'all might get Jameis. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that idea. I, you know, Jameis, he got, he got the LASIK. I think those, uh, those thirty interceptions, the, the the thirty for thirty season. I think that's all behind him. You know, if he could be put in in the right scheme, then maybe things could work. But I, Matt, I just don't Matt know Nagy's if Matt Nagy has the right scheme right now. That's that's the problem. I can see someone like Cam Newton sliding in there. It, it just depends. I, I think Chicago's got a really fascinating quarterback situation because you got a small window right now because of that defense you got a small window because of that defense and assuming Allen robinson is gone you know that that it's even worse but see i gotta have cam newton win and no more weapons again oh my gosh okay well how about this one ryan if cam newton were to go to the chicago bears you know in, in a perfect world would that really be a perfect world because it, it really seems as if anytime the bears get a quarterback who, who's worth his salt it's always at the end of his career. Like, hey, look what this guy did in the past. Because when he's coming here, he's not going to do any of that. We won't see uh, any of I that production we've seen so, in the past. I feel if Cam gets somebody that he can trust at receiver, it can help. But I just can't. I, I like, like. I feel like when Cam was throwing a deep ball this whole season, it seemed like it was a struggle. Yeah, his you know arm strength. Yeah. So I feel like it was a struggle. And then, like, if you're a receiver, you're Allen Robinson, and they're like, hey, we got a new quarterback. It's Cam Newton. Are you staying? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe I have a few of those maybe. off-season throwing <laughs> sessions with him, and I see what he's working with, as opposed to you know what his his film has showed me. But but like film doesn't lie, though. Like like they say, and from what we've seen from oh. Cam Newton, Ryan, even his last season and a half in Carolina, I felt like every time he was trying to get that ball downfield. And, and Kalen, I don't know if you felt the same way, but Cam Newton, I felt like he was just gritting his teeth. And uh, there was there was nothing easy about right. his throwing motion. Right. And that's a problem. You know, all the guys that, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, everything he does looks effortless, you know, 100% of the time. He eats his green beans 100% of the time, and he 100% does not like them, Kalen. Yeah, no, and Cam, Cam's been, you know, his body's been through a lot. I, I think that's the thing. Like, he, he's physically, you could see the deterioration. And I don't think that it helped. Obviously, it did not help at all that he contracted COVID like that. Once he came back, he did not look like the same player because through the first three weeks, you know, he wasn't, I mean, he, he was, stats weren't crazy impressive, but he looked pretty solid within that winning, system. Yeah. They, they were competitive. And then once he left, once he got sick, once he returned, yeah. he didn't look like the same player at all. So I don't know. I think maybe with a full off season, maybe he gets in the spot again uh, with some more weapons. Again, it, it it just depends on where he lands, and uh, you know that's what it comes down uh, to. If you go hang out with a dude, he's probably a cool dude and all. But like as a receiver, and I'm trying to get get by, I'm like, that's not where I'm going. I'm not hmm. following me personally. I'm not following Cam Newton. I mean, maybe Cam is cool. I don't. I don't know. Man, nah, I mean, he, I, a, he, cool. he seemed like I met him a few times. He seemed like yeah. a cool dude, but it just does like, he. But I'm not. But like not, those receiver, outfits though, a little out there. But <laughs> my man's a, got a gang of bracelets too. But as a receiver though, like I'm not following that. I'm not following that. Okay. Okay. You know, maybe what we've seen from Cam Newton as a receiver, is... I will follow Matt Stafford. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Uh, what... okay. So, how about if if you had Matt Stafford going to any team, if you could put him on any team immediately to start next season, let's call this your your, your dream quarterback matchup. What would your dream matchup for Matthew Stafford be, Ryan? Probably the Colts. Okay, it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Colts, Colts or Saints? Colts or Saints? Ooh, okay. That's a wild card. I haven't heard Saints yet just because obviously we, we know that, you know, Drew Brees, he, he could be riding off into that sunset. But Matthew Stafford down there in the bayou, of course, trying to piggyback on what Drew was able to build. Kalen, what do you think? Matt Stafford, where do you see him going? Uh, where, so where would you like to see him go? I see him going to the Colts, but I would like to see him end up in Washington. I, I think 
you know, you take you look at what Washington was able to do last year in, in terms of their quarterback situation. They literally had four or five different guys play there. Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, Dwayne Haskins, and Tyler Heineke. Like, th- the fact that they were able to still get into the playoffs was, I, I wouldn't call it remarkable because the NFC East was not good this year. Not great. But, but, I mean, if you have a solid quarterback, I think that, you know, that offense looks a whole lot different because that defense finished third in Football Outsiders DVOA ratings, which is pretty damn good, but their offense was just so up and down. And there's so many weapons already in place. Terry McLaren, uh, Stephen, Stephen Sims Jr., and then you have um, Antonio Gibson in the backfield, as well as Logan Thomas, who broke out at tight end this year. I think that's a really, really solid situation that, uh, that Matthew Stafford could potentially step into. Yeah, for I think, Virginia Tech quarterback. I think my Matthew Stafford team will beat your Matthew Stafford team. <laughs> so so now it's comparing Ooh. Matthew Stafford potential <laughs> resumes up against each other. Well, I, I, well, I'm not going to go with Matthew Stafford for, for my dream quarterback matchup. Oh, you, I didn't know. I oh. didn't, no, no, no. That's not. Yeah, we no, were, whoa, we were whoa, just whoa, picking just, Stafford teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we picking Stafford. You just said we, we had to choose Stafford. I no, no, not necessarily. Just... I just threw that out there. You could have you could have pivoted when I said Matthew Stafford, but I, you, you said you, you Matthew Stafford dream team. That is not my dream yeah, quarterback. Yeah, okay, yeah, so what's no, your dream quarterback? Matchup before I lay mine out there. Before I lay mine out. All right, so so nobody take this personal that's listening to this podcast. Uh oh. All right. He's going to the the Steel City, I think. Of Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson going to the Steelers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That that would be the dream. That would be the dream matchup. I I mean, that's a dream matchup. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, sounds. I know that's two different people, but. I feel Deshaun will be great because you have him for the next 10 years. Okay. I feel Aaron will be great for right now. Like, our defense is right now. So, it's just like, and you have, ne- and he has all the weapons he needs, and we're about to draft another running back. So, hmm. And you already know that they're going to develop uh, at least three more wide receivers over the next five years because that's just what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. So, yeah. that, that's that, that's your dream matchup. Okay. Or Desha- Deshaun. And, we we have the quarterback, the defense, and the weapons right now. But we'll probably have to get a running back in free agency or something because I don't know if James is going to be back this year. So okay, Kayla, how about you, man? What's your what's your dream quarterback matchup? Now, I'm I'm not holding you down to Matthew Stafford right now. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, we need to find a way to get Deshaun Watson into the NFC. Like my dream matchup is Deshaun Watson going to the San Francisco 49ers because you pair him with Kyle Shanahan, and like Ryan was talking about with the Steelers' defense, when San Francisco's defense is healthy, that is a championship-level caliber defense. And, I mean, it makes sense to me to get Deshaun Watson out of the AFC because when you look at the landscape of the AFC, over the next 10 years, you have Patrick Mahomes, and then there's so many other young, talented quarterbacks in the conference. Baker Mayfield's 25. Josh Allen's 24 going on 25. Lamar Jackson's going to be 24 next year. Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, who are 22 and 24, didn't even reach the playoffs this year. And now you're telling me that the Jets are going to probably add a quarterback and the Jaguars are going to have Trevor Lawrence. That's just so many different quarterbacks that you have to compete with. And, you know, let's assume Mahomes is going to be that next, you know, potential dynasty quarterback like Tom Brady. We just why I mean, Peyton Manning only made two super, yeah, three Super Bowls over the course of his career. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was because he was facing Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady were in his way. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm going to the NFC because there are no young quarterbacks. Drew Brees just retired. Tom Brady will probably be out the league in two to three years. Aaron Rodgers is, going, is turning 38 next year. Russell and, Wilson's I mean, getting older. It, that, Russell Wilson is t- going on 33. Dak Prescott is 28. And Kyler Murray is 24. There are Mr. no talented Bisky. quarterbacks under the age of 25. Oh, look, look at Ryan. <laughs> I mean, I, never would I downgrade a professional athlete's talent or skill set. <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll let another professional athlete do that. But yeah, when, when you say Mitchell Trubisky among all those other quarterbacks and all, all those astute play callers, so, sorry, but I, I don't think I, I, I lump old Mitch in there. But, you know, when it comes to my dream quarterback matchup. Uh, made the playoffs. I, like I said, did, did the Bears make the playoffs or did they sneak in the club with a fake ID? Like, <laughs> you, you weren't supposed to be there anyways. And we, we saw exactly what happened. Yeah, they, they made it. But, I mean, it's not like they were sitting there, like, you know, wearing those hats and those, you know, 
those uh, playoff T-shirts, they weren't like they, they they definitely weren't trying to distribute those in the Chicagoland area. I don't think anyone was like, yeah, okay, look at wild card birth, 2020. Yeah, we're gonna this is gonna be the year since 1985. No, no one no one was saying that, but I, I do think something that could give a lot of hope here when it comes to my, my my dream quarterback matchup. I think it would have to be Aaron Rodgers on the Chicago Bears. Now, for, for all those Chicago Bears fans that hate Aaron Rodgers because he's a Green Bay Packer through and through, I say, you know what? As, as much as you hate him, you would take him on the Bears eight days a week. There's no doubt in my mind. And as much as diehard Bears fans want to say, oh, there's no way. Man, he's, he's a Packer. I, I would never cheer for Aaron Rodgers. If he's out there helping your team get, get wins and helping the Chicago Bears potentially hoist a Vince Lombardi trophy, then I think you would welcome Aaron Rodgers with open arms. But like I said, that's a dream scenario. That's not going to happen. The Green Bay Packers, they're going to retain Aaron Rodgers. They're going to try to make another run. And, you know, for, for his greatness, hopefully we can see Aaron Rodgers get back to another Super Bowl because he, he and Rex Grossman to have the same amount of NFC championships. I don't mean to throw shade at Rex Grossman, no disrespect, but that's, that's pretty much where we're at right now. So let's move to that likely quarterback matchup since, you know, we have the ones that we would see in a dream scenario. Ryan, what, what do you think is really going to happen? Is it Matthew Stafford to the Colts? I think my dream, I mean, my, my likely scenario is Justin Fields to the Steelers. Really? No, 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 no I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> he's over here playing with all kinds of emotions today. Man, oh man, he's got Deshaun Watson, Justin Fields. Like, he's got, gonna he's got, he's got, he's got the Mayflower truck right out in front of Ben Roethlisberger's house right now. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I, I love Ben. I love Ben. No, nah, but uh, I honestly see the most likely thing to happen is like Matthew Stafford and like San Fran or something. Mm. That makes a I lot of see, sense. I just yeah. see something like that happening. Um, but like what I, the only thing that makes it tough for me to make this realistic is that what does San Fran does San Fran have a lot to offer for Matt Stafford? So they have 12 million in cap space. Mm -hmm. What it would probably take to get Stafford is, you know, at least Adam Schefter, like you said that it, like Detroit is expecting to at least get a, one first round pick for him. And the Niners have the number 12 pick in the draft. So they're probably going to miss out on those top four quarterback prospects when you talk about, you know, Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance. One of them going to fall the past 12. Ooh, that would be them, interesting. One of them going to fall past 12. We'll see. But I, I don't here, know here's my here's a, here's another question, and Kane, I'll get back to you on this in a second. Mm -hmm. When when you look at some of these quarterbacks that are that are coming out of the college ranks, whether it's Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, are, are those highly touted guys? Are they always the the, the ones that you really want to go after? Because we, we know what Justin Fields, we know what Trevor Lawrence, we we we've seen what they've been able to do. But when I look at a guy like a, like a Kyle Trask, you know, out of Florida, or or Mac Jones out of Alabama, sometimes it's better to be one of those quarterbacks that goes a little bit further down, maybe lower towards the first round, early in the second round, because you know that that success is going to come a little bit earlier rather than later, Ryan. Um, it's not that many quarterbacks falling in the later rounds that are doing that well. Russell Wilson not, doesn't, doesn't ring a bell for you. I, I guess that's one, but but think about all the guys. Think about all the guys who have gone in the first half of the first round who end up being complete duds. No, but I feel like just, it's almost better. But, but Tom Brady. I mean, if, if we can go to Russell Wilson, we can go to Tom Brady. He's been pretty successful, hasn't he? But I'm saying, but like you name two people. All I'm saying is you can't go off of all the quarterbacks and just name two people. And, and the thing is, that's how our game is. Our game is based around quarterbacks. So do yeah. sacrifice everything to get a good one. So um, that's that's why guys that go early, they might not be that good, but teams need a quarterback. Like, for instance, the Jags, they need a quarterback. So they're going to draft somebody. Like, it's... And and the thing is, it's like, you're praying Trevor Lawrence is good. You're praying that Justin Fields is good. But at the end of the day, none of these guys are better, probably better than the, the, the actual top guy that's actually coming out in the draft. You know, but the thing is, when it comes to quarterback, quarterbacks are so highly valued that people would sacrifice anything to get one, you yeah. know. So because and they, like quarterbacks are like if if the Chiefs didn't have the Patrick Mahomes, they wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. But the thing is, sometimes I, I I do feel quarterbacks are overrated too. Because thing is, you could take Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, put them in the next two pieces. I don't give a damn who Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields are. You can't go to the Jets right now and win a goddamn Super Bowl. That ain't happening. 
like I don't give a damn. Like they're gonna no, have to pick some. They, they're gonna have to put some pieces around them, and that's what I'm saying. Like if you got a good quarterback, it's cool, but and they like they, people put so much on like I gotta get the best guy, and that's why the Bears end up in the situation they end up in because they want to trade up, get Mr. Bisky, and then they lost some picks. And I feel like that's why quarterbacks always people are always like, man, this guy's a bust. Like he's not really a bust. He is who he is. But at the day, everybody just wants the the best quarterback right now, you know. So that's. But the thing is, that's why you all. That's why quarterbacks are always so high rated. Like I won't be surprised if all these guys get drafted in the first round. Like I won't be surprised. Like because mm-hmm. at the day, all these teams are switching quarterbacks right now. So and. Teams are looking, and they're like, all right, Jared Goff. Look, you see how he played for the Rams? I don't know if I want that guy. I'll, I'll draft Mac Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how teams are going to be. It. Like, look at it right now. So, like, you just never, like, I feel quarterback. I, I don't feel like quarter, they, quarterbacks are overrated to an extent. Like, once you find that one, all right, he's the, he's good. But, sure. like, everybody else behind him, like, once you once you're in that top 10 in behind rank, it's just like, yo, you, you're just a regular football player. Like, to me. Yeah. But when you look at it, though, I, maybe I you know went a little too far by saying the, the, the back half of the first round, second round. Maybe if you go in the middle of the first round, it's a whole lot better sometimes than to go at the very top. We saw yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, he went at the top. We, we saw John Lynch on draft day. I mean, trick Ryan Pace. He had D.B. Cooper and Sid Finch on the phone. They were asking about a quarterback. So absolutely nobody was on the receiving end of that line. But when you look at Patrick Mahomes, the fact that, you know, when he scored against the Bears a season ago, was counting all the picks that came, you know, ahead of him. If, if you're Patrick Mahomes and you go to the Bears, there's no guarantee that you're going to be the same Patrick Mahomes that you are right now with the Kansas City Chiefs as you would be with the Chicago Bears. So there's no guarantee. So it's better that he went to a team like the Chiefs with Andy Reid as opposed to going to a team like the Chicago Bears with Matt Nagy. But he could have, he probably could have did with good, good with Matt Nagy. He you know what I'm been. saying? Because he would have did good with Matt Nagy. The only thing I'm saying is like, it's every every football player, it's about your scheme, your situation, and the people around you. It's only a few guys that can go out there and be like, it doesn't matter where I'm at, I'm going to ball. And like Aaron Donald's one of them, you know, hmm. Khalil Mack's another one. And it, it's normally defensive guys than offensive guys. Because like, the thing is like, AB's a- baller right now. Le'Veon, he's playing a so-so. But if you put Le'Veon back on the Steelers, he'll probably be Le'Veon Bell like he used to be. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or if you put if you put uh, Mr. Bisky in a different scheme, he'll probably be the best. I ain't gonna say the best quarterback in the NFL, but he'll be one of the best. He'll be a really good quarterback. But if you but if you take like take all that talent away from Patrick Mahomes and put him on the Jets. He'll probably be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but then everybody's like, man, damn, this dude's getting sacked 30, 40 times a game, man. This It's really tough out here for uh, Patrick Mahomes, man. And everybody's going to be looking at him like, that. That's it's just a situation that you end up in. Like, yeah. Sam Donald, I feel like he's a good quarterback. He's just in a terrible situation. Like, Yeah, I mean, Sam Donald, and once again, no disrespect. Who is he Sam going D- to? True, but Sam Donald, yeah. what did he do in college? He's Turn the high. ball over a lot. What does he do in the NFL? Turn the ball over a lot. It's not like we didn't see that before, and it's it's out of left field. Where wow, Sam Darnold, why is he turning the ball over? It's not just the Jets' fault. We've seen him do that in the past too. So I Mahomes mean, but, wasn't winning in college though, but he's winning now. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. saying? So like that's that's and it's crazy because Patrick Mahomes, not a winner in college, goes to the to the league, wins. His college coach, not a winner in college. He somehow made his way to the league too, but uh, Cliff Kingsbury, that's a whole <laughs> yeah. different story for a whole yeah. nother day because, yeah. you know, when, when I see the likely quarterback matchup, it it, it kind of looks like Matthew Stafford may, maybe to the Colts to, to fill that void left by, by Phillip Rivers. Caleb, what, what do you think that likely quarterback matchup is going to be before we uh, split on out of here? Yeah, no, that that was my likely quarterback match too. Um I'm trying to think of maybe a different one to go different from you guys, but did, did you say? But um, maybe I stole it from both of you guys. But did, did you say <laughs> J- Jimmy Garoppolo to the Patriots? Would, would that make sense from, from what's been going on? I mean, I, a good one. A good one is Trevor Lawrence to the Jags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's gonna happen. That's absolutely gonna happen. And I mean, <laughs> it, it would be. I, I know that we, you know, we discussed it. I think when Urban Meyer got the job, like whether or not you know Justin Fields could end up you know, being the guy who who goes number one overall, I didn't even realize, oh yeah, you know, Urban Meyer helped recruit Justin Meyer. He never really coached them. So 
I mean, and Urban Meyer's schemes kind of varied throughout the co- the course of his career, according to what type of quarterback he had behind center. So I don't know if uh, Justin Fields would really have a shot there unless he has an impressive, you know, pre-draft process. Mm-hmm. And without the combine, I, I don't think that's possible. So All Lawrence, right, well, the number one, duh. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll sharpie that in. That's the way things look. You know, I, I, I could see Kyle Trask going to the Chicago Bears. I mean, you know, he... he you know, he he seriously put some numbers out there when it came to the Heisman race. I it, it oh, wouldn't man. it wouldn't be crazy. You but like Mac Jones? I, I like Mac Jones, but I just feel like the the, the Alabama quarterbacks from, from what we've seen, Tua changed changed my mind. Jalen Hurts changed my oh, mind, wow. but right now Jalen Hurts, you're an Oklahoma quarterback. But I, I just feel like <laughs> as if the, the, well, Greg McElroy, I mean, he's calling games. He's calling college games over on ESPN. So no. I mean, what do we really know? about Alabama quarterbacks when they get to the league, Ryan. I know one thing we know about Alabama. They motherfucking running backs can run. I, I'm sorry for cussing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for cussing like that. But dollar, they dollar in the swear jar, Ryan says here. <laughs> hey, they running backs can run a damn ball. I know yeah. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, nah, but, nah, but yeah, like you said, you really don't know much about their quarterbacks. Because like the thing is, Alabama, and I was talking to Michelle about this before. I was like, Nick Saban reminds me of Coach Trishesi. Like, they, they they did so well at the beginning of getting the best guys and winning. Now it's like you just you always have the best guys. Yep. Being a coach, obviously he's still coaching the hell out of them guys, but being a coach is a lot easier when you have, oh, you you had two receivers, I think, last year went first round, or you have two receivers this year supposed to go first round, and your running back went first round, and, another, and then all your old linemen go first round. It's like when you have everybody, like when you have your team, it's it's easy to coach when you have teams like that. So when you have a quarterback that's throwing it to the guys like that, I think it's a lot easier. So I I, I think, I, I, but I think Matt Jones is going to be all right. I think he's okay. going to be all right. Kaylin and Ryan, have you guys seen the Sandlot baseball movie? You know, oh, yeah. I always bring everything back to a baseball reference, man. But yeah. <laughs> if I feel like when you go up against a team like in Alabama or those Blue Bloods at, at least, or like a Duke on the basketball court, I feel like those teams are. are the squad on the sandlot that has all the nice uniforms, they have their own ballpark, but on any given Sunday or any given Wednesday, whatever it may be, that team can be beat. And and that's what we've seen. But, you know, when it comes to Alabama right now, it's like you said, all they do is is reload every single season. And it, it appears to be a case of the rich getting richer. So we will see how things shake out for that, uh, that Crimson Tide quarterback as well as old Kyle Trask from the Florida Gators. And guys, our time now, it's come to a close as it always does around this time here. So that's going to bring this edition of the Tuesday Ringer NFL show to a close. So for my guys, Ryan Shazier and Kalen Jones, I'm Cole Wright. And you guys already know that we're part of the Ringer Podcast Network. But did you also know that you can follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts? And you can follow us on Twitter at the Ringer. NFL as well. Now, next up on Wednesday on the Ringer NFL show, it's Warren Sharp and Chris Vernon championship round review, and they're going to give you some insights and get you all set and ready. No Pro Bowl this year, but of course, that Super Bowl, well, it will be here immediately, if not soon. And next week, we're going to give you our Super Bowl preview. So for Kalen and Ryan, I'm Cole. Fellas, say goodbye. Peace. Peace.